Hey guys, welcome to True Knows Talk. Jeff here. I don't know if y'all have heard of Anchor, but it's ran by Spotify now. And it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one app or on your desktop. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone and computer. And really, I mean, when hosting on Anchor, you you mean you can distribute your podcast on many platforms. Spotify, Apple, I mean, there's just tons of them, more than I have time to really explain. But the best part about it, really, everything you need is in one place, and it's free. So, guys, go to your app store, download the Anchor FM app, or go online and just put it on your desktop if you got a laptop. Now, I know Chip and Hunter, just like I am, we're ready to kick this thing off. So, y'all can give us the countdown, and we'll see y'all when the show starts. Welcome to another True Knowles Talk show. You know, we give you a fans-based coverage of the Florida State Seminoles. I'm your host, Jeff Rains. I'm joined, as always, with our co-host, Hunter Richmond, Donald Owens. You know, guys, tonight we're going to talk about our thoughts on the spring game, you know, just the offensive side of the ball. So, uh, Donald, Hunter, you know, what was y'all hoping to see from the spring game and what really stood out from y'all? Hunter, I'll let you go first. Yeah, you know, I was looking for more offensive production because that's, you know, the offense tended to, to stall a lot last year. And, you know, we have really short drives. So our defense didn't get a chance to get off the field and get, you know, some rest in. But it seemed to me like the offense is starting to click. Uh, may have a little bit of woes in the offensive line, but it's too early to tell because there was quite a few players that were out. But all in all, I was, I was happy and, you know, glad to see what I saw. What about you, Donald? Yeah, you know, I, I'm – I was glad to see everybody kind of doing what they were supposed to do. And I don't know if y'all really paid a lot of attention. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, but you didn't have many false starts. You know what I mean? We didn't have all that. And the referees, you know, you know, there were some calls that probably could have been called, but, I mean, they were just letting them play. But that was one thing that I, that I think that Coach Norvell would have told the refs if they false start, you know, go off sides, any of that stuff, you call it. 
So, you know, I, I was happy about that. We weren't starting behind, you know, first and 15, you know. So, but I'm like you, though, Hunter. I mean, it's it was good to see our football team back on the field. And I'm going to tell you all, I believe our running game is going to be explosive. We have some horses back there, son. But anyway, I know we, we'll get into that. But, Jeff, what, what do you think about it? You know, I was hoping and really expecting more from the from the offense on Saturday, mainly the passing game, you know, since that kind of, you know, it hindered us last year was our weak spot. There was a lot of games that we lost because of the passing game. So, you know, and I was I was really hoping to see, you know, Jordan Travis as well as, you know, Tate and AJ, you know, make some plays through the air with the transfers, you know, and not having to lean on Jordan's legs and playmaking ability as much. But, you know, I really didn't see that much because, like you said, Donald, the penalties, you know, if they got really a fingernail length close to Jordan, the, they were blowing the whistle. I know Norvell said that that was something he was kind of aggravated with after the game. You know, he – and so was Jordan, you know, that they didn't let him play a little bit more because, I mean, we know J-Trav, I mean, you put a finger on him, he's going to spin out of it. I mean, I don't know how many oh, yeah, times he – we, we thought he was sacked in the backfield and the dude just ran for 40, 50 yards. Oh yeah. So, but um, I think offensive side, I, I agree with you. The the running backs uh really showed out uh at the spring game. I was very impressed with them. But um, I mean, I'm gonna throw something. Out. Say, Donald, who who was one of the players that really stood out on offense? In your uh, I, I'm gonna say uh Trey Benson. You know he. Listen, I, I love Trey Sean Ward. We all do, and I don't. I don't know if he just. I don't, I, he just. He's just as good as as Trey. Don't get me wrong, but Saturday, in my opinion, Trey was the man. I mean, he he put his head down, and when he carried, I guarantee you, I didn't look at none of the stats of that game because I didn't. It don't really matter, but I guarantee you, in that game, he averaged eight yards a carry. I mean, he. He got down on it. But I will tell you this, too. I was impressed also with our line, with our whole offensive line. You know, it yeah. gave him the ability to do what he was doing. And that was one thing last year. You know, we just kind of, you know, I like, like you said, J-Trav, I mean, he, <laughs> he, had, he, was, he, was, he had to just get it and go. I mean, most of the time because our line was just, you know, we were not where we needed to be. But you know, just getting back to that, you know, he's Trey Benson was my was my MVP of that game. Yeah. What about you, Hunter? Well, you know, to bring up something you brought up a few episodes back in the podcast, and we said watch out for Tate Rotomaker. Tate, he, he impressed me. He really did. I mean, because you know, you look at him his freshman year. He come in, didn't really get a lot of reps. You know, he wasn't ready to go. They put him in some games. He just didn't do that well. And then last year, you know, like we. We talk, you know, Coach Norvell was in his ear the whole yeah. time he was on the field. But this year he come out and, you know, like we said at the spring game, he probably has the best-looking ball at all three quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. yeah, if he needs to come into the game and, you know, run a passing offense, absolutely he can. He, I have full confidence in him this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, and, and I, I mean, we pointed it out during the warm-ups when all four quarterbacks, you know, Jay Trav, uh, Tate, AJ, and even uh, Geno English was throwing. They yeah. all got pretty balls. They all throw 
a perfect, a beautiful spiral. And I know, you know, people's going to laugh when I said they all had pretty balls, but you know, um, hashtag pretty balls. <laughs> <laughs> but the, um, the thing that really got me was the zip, the pop that Tate yeah. had, the, the amount of velocity he was getting from, from his arm to the receiver. And yeah. it kind of made me go back and rewatch it a little bit. And there was one, I believe it was a, I believe it was, it was a tight end, I believe, dropped it. I think it was um Yeah, right. I think his name uh dropped the ball and but it was underthrown yeah. by J Trav. Where yeah. when Tate come up the next time, I mean there was I mean it was a zip. Mm -hmm. And that that kind of you know made me happy, made me excited. But another one that really uh excited me, you know, on offense, and that was that, you know, the transfer that really the most open minds was was Trey Benson. You know, the former Oregon Duck, he had 77 yards on seven carries. Yeah. He showed he showed off his power and his speed in those seven carries. He also had an impressive shake of a defender in the backfield. Um, I want to – I can't remember who that was, but um, he wasn't scared to put his, you know, put his shoulder down and nail him, you know, plant the spear is what we'll just call that one. That's um, right. He avoided negative uh, plays. He was, you know, in tournament of – you know, positive ones, real good. You know, he looked like the real deal. And then lately, you know, you know, he's he's the one that's come in. You know, it's not that he had you know a big game receiving, because frankly, I mean, nobody did. No. But there was a play in the second quarter where he showed a bit of what he would, what we've been seeing for you know through practice footage. You know, he took a sweep around the left end from the, I think the four yard line cut back inside and then essentially just bullied his way through multiple oh, tackles, yeah. you know, into the end zone for a touchdown, you know, that kind of back and you compliment him with a Trayshawn Ward with a Lawrence Tolu Philly. You know, he had a good spring game hey. with a CJ, with a CJ Campbell, right. you know, with a, like you said, uh, the one you mentioned, our backfield is, is I would say probably going to be the best one in the country. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, I agree with you, man. I mean, it's – you know, last year we were good. I mean, you know, but this year I believe our production – our running game is going to open up the, the, our, our big guy. We we now have big guys on the outside, y'all. Yeah. We have big guys. You know, we got another Kevin Benjamin. You know, we needed somebody like that. Yeah. And we got him. I mean, we, <laughs> we have a heck of a team. And, you know, I've been – going around looking to on other people's stuff. And, oh, I see people saying, well, why'd y'all waste your money on that game? It didn't mean nothing. Well, you know what? It did to me. And it did to yeah. the other 30,000 people that was there. So, yeah. the way I look at it, if it didn't mean nothing to you, that's your opinion. Just like this is my opinion when I'm fixing to say, I'm a true Florida State Seminole. I back yeah. them up, win, lose, or draw. I ain't going to get on here and bash them. Yeah, but, you know, and, and – I, and I heard through the grapevine, you know, just from reading on there too, that the reason they they wasn't doing a whole bunch of throwing was because of the wind. That's what I heard. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, the wind was pretty bad. I mean, we were sitting yeah. in the stands. Yeah. You know. So you know, that's that. I I can understand that. They they said from what I, from what I read, it was on one of them things. He said they said that that you would not have got a, a real showing of what the quarterback could do yeah. fighting the wind. It was better just to let everybody see our team, at, you know, be be as one. And and they did. Listen, man, even one thing that I loved, 
you know, you know, just just take Trayshawn. You know, he he got down there. He missed that very first pass. Y'all remember that? That was for yeah. the two point convert. He missed that pass. He said, "Oh, you know, he's got that fire. He knew he he can't do that. You got you got too many running backs that's going to step over him if he don't get it back to where he needs to have it. You know what I mean? But yeah. you know, right now he's like number one though in the depth chart. But I, I tell you what." <laughs> I believe it's going to be – we got some good backs, man. I'm just so excited to watch them. I can't wait for us to be at every game and be able to say, touchdown, Florida State. Somebody's got yeah. to do it. Yeah. Hunter, I mean, what's, what's your thought on that? Well, you know, like Donald said, you know, people have their different opinions of whether it's a waste of money to, uh, to go to the spring game. But I'll say this much. Anytime I get a chance to be in Doak, it's a great day. Oh, um, yeah. You know, Donald kind of – he saluted Gene there a little bit. It was great seeing, the, you know, Gene come out to the 50-yard line and, you know, they do his presentation. He actually gave about a five-minute speech to the whole crowd, which was, you know, it's great to hear that. Um, it's great to see the boys, you know, glad to see everyone's healthy. And sort of back to Gene, I don't know if you all noticed or not, but after the spring game was over, you know, they were playing him through the stadium. Was it just me or did it seem like he wasn't ready to hang it up just yet? Like, he, he understood oh, no. it was – yeah, yeah, he, he understood was not the last leave. time he wasn't ready to hand it over yet. So that yeah, was he, nice to be there for that. Yeah, you're right about that. He, I, I caught that too because I was like, well, they're seeing the game's over, but I still hear him. You know what I mean? So I didn't want to leave until he was done, you know. But And, and I'm going to yeah. tell you something, man. I know he's retiring full time, but he's going to be just like Bobby. Bobby couldn't stay away from that. He could not stay away from that team. He just couldn't do it. And no, he's gonna be and there. That, and he, I'm telling you, man, did y'all see that picture with him and Sam McCall? He yeah. was giving him pointers, you know, talking to him. He has, that's what he's gonna do. He's not just gonna walk away. I just, in my heart, I believe he might not be on the radio, but he's gonna be doing something for us. I, I just think that, yeah. I mean, and y'all, y'all speaking of Gene, and I know. I've got it pulled up. I'll probably share it here in just a second. Y'all remember the video tribute that they done? Yeah. You know, before he's walking out. I mean, I'm pretty sure the, the people that's watching didn't get a chance to see that. So, actually, right now, um, I'm going to pull it up and play it for them and let them watch it. So, that way they, you know, that way they felt like they were there just like we did. I mean, I know I got emotional a little bit. You know, on the inside because, you know, for it's all Gene. my, it's Gene for all my hey, time I, at Florida State. That's been the voice. But hey, uh, right, why do you ahead. think I sat behind y'all? <laughs> I I was in tears. I was like, I can't let them see me. Let me leave my sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but right now, guys, I'm going to show the uh, the thing and let the let the viewing audience, you know, witness what we what we got to watch. All right. Three weeks ago, we heard the news that we all knew would come one day. But that still stopped every Seminole fan in their tracks. Gene Deckerhoff is signing off. For the last 43 years, Gene's rich voice has been the fiber that has weaved through the Seminole athletic experience for all of us. Gene, good luck in your new job. Thank you very much. 
Gene has always been so much more than a radio announcer to FSU fans. His bigger than life personality and love of all people made him an instant friend to anyone who cheers on the Garner and Gold. And it is in the same way for those of us who have played for the Seminole. Roddy Dugan, he makes the catch, touchdown <laughs> Gene made every game and event a personal experience. And it's especially personal to me as he called all but one game I ever played at FSU and with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But what makes Gene so unique, it is just as personal to every athlete and to each one of them. It's hard to even imagine the punt Ruski without Gene. Leroy Butler to the 30. Leroy Butler to the 20. Leroy Butler to the 10. Or would anyone in history would have ever called Warwick Dunn to run down the Gator sideline better than this? He's got the first down to the 40, down to the 50, down to the sideline to the 40, down to the 30. He separates. He's to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown. Gene could make his listeners feel as if they were a part of the game, like doing a 28-point fourth-quarter comeback against Florida. Wow, just magic. Gene has called 529 Seminole football games, 1,324 men's basketball games and has made this call touchdown FSU touchdown for the 2218 times and it never gets old close the pass on the other it's caught it's caught it's caught touchdown FSU Calvin Benjamin no free take the lead with 13 seconds this game is over Florida State is the national champions of college football. It wasn't easy in the Big East. Gene said it has been a lifetime of great moments. Fourth down at 14, and Andrew Parchment knocked off Miami. Huge win in Tallahassee, Florida. Great players. Great coaches. Let me tell you this. There's not a better coach in America. God bless you, Coach Bowden. Great game. Great memories. And most of all, great Seminole fans. What can a radio voice mean to a school and its fans? How about this answer? It means everything. Thank you, Gene Deckerhoff, for a lifetime of memories. I mean, what what else can say it? I mean, yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. Besides the 2013 call, you know, when when Kelvin caught the pass, the Leroy Butler punt Ruski is my favorite by by far means. And there was something. I mean, I don't want to focus on Gene. We've done the show on him, but you know, Gene's Gene. You know, he'll always be in our hearts. You know, and like I said at the game, if we ever get back to the national championship, they better bring him back to put him in the booth. You're right. But um, something I was watching on a special that they mentioned, you know, Gene was meticulous about 
knowing stuff and studying the game that when ABC was airing the, the that play, the announcers for ABC actually thought it was a it was a bad snap over the punter's head. They didn't know Leroy Butler had had the ball before he was thirty <laughs> yards down the field. That's right. But Gene from but Gene from the get go knew. I mean, you you hear it called where he says, you know, it's a handoff to the up back. Yep. ABC announcers didn't know that. They thought it was a bad snap. But um, you know, back to where we was talking about, you know, kind of moving on. You know, the the quarterbacks, you know, they impressed and give or take, you know, but the receivers really didn't help them out. You know, the three quarterbacks that, you know, Jordan, Rodemaker, and Duffy, they were combined 11 of 27, which is only 40.7%, had 105 yards passing in the first half. You know, some was due to accuracy issues. Some was due to, you know, drops by receivers. You know, Johnny Wilson dropped two. One that was, you know, second and 19. Another one was a shallow crossing route he, he let drop. Douglas dropped a 50 yard pass, which was a beautiful pass, but they called pass interference on it. But you know, yep. like like Hunter's wife says, and I agree with her, if it touches the fingers, it better be caught. But that's from the fingers too. He's speaking of fingers and you know a completion percentage. How many of those uh fingernails calls yes. you know exactly because you you look at the Keyshawn Helton touchdown pass. I mean it, it was it was beautiful, I mean, but it was called back because you know Tate got touched by a fingernail. So Hey John, come on! What's going on? Glad you could join us tonight. What's up, buddy? And I do have to. I do have to mention something. I'm going to bring it up real quick and put it on the, on the thing. Uh, Jason Bishop uh, commented. I'm going to show it on the screen. It says, "I think you know Trey will be the starter a few games, and a few games in, but Ward, you know, he has as much talent. I have to agree." You know, but like I said, the, the running back room is so stacked. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be one of them. Just it's gonna be punishing this year. You know, I, I, if I was Coach Norvell, I I'd be trying to find out a way to try to have both of them on the field. You know what I mean? Just just to throw people off because they're both. I mean, they they the real deal, man. I mean, you know, I mean, the thing the thing about it though, you look at it. I mean, Micah Pittman. Was really, I mean, yeah, he's a running back, but he's he's a slot receiver. He's a, you know, he's everything. You know, if you put, I'm not trying to, you know, play coach because I'm not. I'm just a measly old junior varsity coach and a high school coach. But I would put two. I would try to get all four of them on the field. I put Toa Feely and Pittman in the slot, you know, and then run, you know, Benson or Ward or have them both in the backfield. That's right. You know. Could you imagine? I mean, the trick plays that they could come out of there, man. They, that good Lord Almighty. I mean, and just and, think about the Wildcat. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's pretty much what we run with Travis back there, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that, but <laughs> I mean, he's just—I mean, I'm just impressed by him. I mean, I, I just—I'm just scared that what you know, what if if a little bit of jealousy comes on somehow. You know what I mean? I don't want that to happen. Last year, I don't, it, I don't see that much. I think they're going to share the role. That'll work. Yeah, that, I mean, like like you, everybody on here said. I mean, they, they that's just to me that's the best group that we got in there right now. The running backs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hunter, I mean, what you think about it? You know, I I, I look at it. 
and I really think that we could be a, a two running back system now. Um, you know, kind of like you guys said, we, we basically run the Wildcat every game last season. Well, in my mind, it was more of an RPO. It was either yeah. pass if you got time. It also does a running back if he's open or run for your life. So we sort of run an RPO. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. You know, like we said, it's, it's, it's a four-headed beast. Five of you, if you include Travis, I mean, it it's going to be something special. Um you know, their, their defensive line and linebackers really want to tighten up to slow us down. So, yeah. You're right. One thing that one thing that kind of concerned me and, you know, we really didn't get to see the full potential. And, you know, because the offensive line was battered up, you know. You know, we didn't get to see the game as, you know, as a full, you know. It was known as coming in the year, you know, the game, you know, the offensive line, you know, has always been an issue with us. Yeah. You know, Darius Washington didn't play. Willis wasn't there. They were both dressed out, but they didn't play. Um, Gibbons was dressed out, but he didn't play. So, really, I mean, we was playing a bunch of, like, second string, third, third team guys yeah. with the starters, which ain't going to do nothing but really help with the depth. I mean, yeah, we all cool. mentioned it, and I, I know um, – I think it was uh, – Johnny Coleman's wife that mentioned to me and Hunter about, you know, back in the day it was like 50 to nothing and the stadium was empty, you know, but that, that led to the, the depth being built. That's and right. I think by starting off with Duke, I think by starting with Duquesne this year, I think that's going to give us the depth and the building of that, that we need. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it, yeah, it'd give them a start on getting that chemistry ready for LSU. You know what I mean? Get that. And that was one thing too. I did notice, you know, some of the some some of the routes, the the ball just wasn't there sometimes. You know what I mean? So that has a lot to do with it too. But you know, hey, they keep going at it and come out and beat Duquesne, uh, you know, seventy to nothing, and let everybody play that game. But you know, like I said before, I know y'all said it's going to be a close game with LSU, but. I don't see it. I just don't. I don't think LSU's got nothing for us. And it, it's not well, because I, I don't like LSU. I just don't. I just – it ain't because I don't like LSU. It's just because I don't like LSU, bottom line. I don't like them. I ain't never going to like them. And I want FSU to beat LSU. Go no. That's why the F comes before the L in the alphabet. There That's you go. Zachary. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, but you, but you know, I mean, we know what LSU is going to run because we've seen Kelly, yeah, with Notre Dame. You know, he runs a he- exactly. He runs if he can find a good tight end. That's his threat. That's right. You know, he knows how to scheme a tight end. And uh, I seen where one of their tight ends is, you know, out with a leg injury or an injury or something. So he he ain't even going to be in the game. You know, I think well, it's ACL you know or something. They already talking smack already. You know, after my talking about the our new uh, locker room ain't gonna help us against them and all this kind of crap, man, go choke on something, hush your mouth. We'll see what happens. They must be. I can't stand y'all. They're they're just used to Kelly dancing on them in that little three sixty camera room they got. <laughs> that was horrible. Oh my god, man, it's that was. I don't anyway, know what that was. That was. What but, um, let me ask you this though: What did y'all? As far as like the tempo, did y'all like the tempo of it? Did they look a little bit better as far as tempo, or you think it still was a little bit dragging? You know, like it did last year a little bit. Well, not a little bit, 
a lot. Hunter, I'll let you take that. I'll be honest with you. You know, I like to watch an explosive team come out and play. But in the same respect, I'm more of a fan of a, a slower-paced offense. Because, number one, if you go three and out, it gives your defense a little bit more time to be off the field. And number two, you ain't got to worry about these other teams having cramps, you know, when it's 50 degrees outside at a 7 o'clock kickoff game. Um, that and I feel like a slower-paced offense, you have more time to get set and get everything where it's supposed to be at rather than just sort of running around the chicken with your head cut off. That, that's just my opinion. I like a slower pace myself. Yeah. Well, see, I, I mean, I think he's trying to get it what where he wants the ball snapped around 15 seconds. That's, I believe, or if it's a 10 or 15, he wants it to be quicker than five. You know what I mean? Just he wants them to, he wants everybody to know where they're being. JT ain't got to do all this. You know, come here and do this. He wants you to know where you're, where you're supposed to be at. It's time for You should know. This is his second full time, you know, full spring. So, hey, if they don't know by now, they ain't going to learn it. But I believe that we got enough guys in that locker room that know the tradition of Florida State University, and they want it back. I mean, hey, Hunter, you saw that boy look. Hey, I didn't know who that boy was on the back of that golf cart. I looked that man dead in the face. I said, bro, you know where it is. It's at Florida State University. He looked, he just but he just smiled and didn't he? I mean he yeah. I mean it's I didn't know who he was. I knew they was about to run over us. <laughs> but you know, yeah. that just goes to show you. I mean, I hey, I think he's not I think he is a, he's I know ain't he already committed or he hadn't committed yet. Yeah, no, he is. He's committed. He's committed he's committed and hundred percent locked in. Okay, uh, he good. went on Twitter and actually he went on Twitter and actually uh kind of bashed the University of Florida yeah. saying, you know, uh Whenever he came to Tallahassee, you know, he bought his own swag and all that from the Garnet Gold story. He says everybody at the University of Florida after the photo shoot, they all know they got to turn the clothes back in. For real? <laughs> talking, about how, talking, about how, talking about how cheap Florida was. Yeah. But um, speaking of recruits and all that, um, on our Twitter page, I actually went on there and Georgia offensive lineman uh, Amarius Mims, who was actually recruited heavily by Florida State and Alex Atkins, and them two have a real good uh, relationship. I mean, I think Mim said he was one of his like most favorite coaches and loved him to death. He chose Georgia when the recruiting cycle. Well, he joined the transfer portal. He was a five-star. I want to say he was one of the top ten players in the nation then. He had some playing time at Georgia. But I went on Twitter and found an old um, picture for when he was recruited. It said his name. It said, you are the chosen one. And I put on his Twitter, I said, you were chosen for a reason. Go That's Knowles. Right. That's and right. I think we had quite a few likes on that one because of that. But, um, you know, that's a big pickup. We need offensive linemen, and he's got years of eligibility left. So, yeah. if we can get him to come in, and then, you know, my, me personally, if 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 anybody knows where Destin Hill is, tell him his room is already ready. We would love to see him come play for Florida State, the team he committed to year before last. And we're just waiting for him to come because that would give us another playmaker at receiver that we need. Yeah. But um, I think I think the recruiting cycle is coming in real good. I think the, the transfer portal is going to help us. Um, but you know, if we can if we can secure Mims, it's down to us in Miami. And everybody says it's NIL stuff. I don't really believe that. You know, we got two of the best NIL programs coming around. You know, the Rising Spear and Warpath Eight Five Zero. 
Yeah. Um, I don't think Miami can match that. Plus, if you look at it, he's got one of the best relationships with Adkins. So I think that's going to play in. And I think I think things are going to get better for us in that one. You know, if we can get him in, you put him in the starting lineup with Gibbons and Lyles and Smith, you know, bless Harris, who's, who performed well. Hey, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Little, away. That, so you're talking about the NIL and the money stuff. Do you know we, we, we are the 14th richest college football program, and uh, we're ahead of everybody in the ACC. We're the richest program in the ACC. The closest one to us is Clemson. We got 96 million, and they at 77. Yeah. So it ain't. Well, Clemson you know, like, just now. Clemson's just now starting their NIL stuff because that because yeah. Dabo Sweeney wants to be against everything you know other than other than whatever he says. Well, hey, he he better be uh be ready for that L this year. Mm-hmm. That's what he better be ready for, John Coleman. John Coleman. Oh, what is that? Hey, that ain't that don't mean Louisville. That means lose. You lost. You know, John, Johnny Coleman put. You know, they were a one a one time champions. Well, I mean, I think I think LSU. on our thing we got what? Oh, LSU. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Oh, y'all got jokes. We do got jokes. <laughs> but you did look you did look mighty nice in that garnet that you was wearing on Saturday, buddy. Yes, you did. And I was gonna say, I was going did you get your keychain? No, I hadn't seen him yet. Hey, you got one. And I think I think Hunter, we was all talking to, to uh to Johnny during the game. He said he wanted to start a podcast. I think he was gonna call it Kitty Litter. Yes, you know, that's what he said. Clemson, Clemson because Clemson's season is going to be so crappy. Yep. <laughs> that's right. Hey. Hey, y'all got to stop bashing on me until he likes that fish. All right. <laughs> you know what? Right. I, I got this. I got something I'll give you next time I see you. I got something that, that a lot of people don't have, but I, I'll give it to you, I, I reckon. God, Lee. I know what you're talking about. I'll give yeah. it to you. Before you and do, play. let me hold, let me hold a ransom for a while. It is not. People the don't have these. How I got this helmet was I, I hate to say this, but somebody asked me to go to the national championship with them. I said, yeah. And number 26 threw his helmet up when they won the national championship and left it, and I ran out there on the field and grabbed it. <laughs> so that's go. how I got a game worn. He's got his graduate, the graduate sticker on the back and everything. I looked him up. There's two of them. I couldn't figure out which one it was, but they both graduated, and, you know, they, they were pretty good kids. But appreciate the number 26 for that helmet. It's over there in my office, the other office. So. Yeah, you know what I'm talking later. about. Peanut has finally admitted to his crime. <laughs> uh, Peanut, I, I see Peanut, I see something behind your head on the wall that uh, I believe yep. Yep. a, a True Nose Talk fan gave you. Um Right. Well, it's hanging back there. Other hands, other hands. It's the other hand. What? Right there. Yeah. Yeah, that right here. Jeremy. I, mean, I believe. Jeremy, if you out there listening, Jeremy, you the man. Go Knowles. You the man, Jeremy. You got people that just love you to death. And you know what? You a good dude. I'm sorry I didn't sit out there with you like that, but I just. I had had I just couldn't sit out there. I needed to be closer. You know what I mean? Because I got bad eyesight. Can you tell? But anyway, 
I'm sorry. There wasn't no worse than that umpire by home home plate. No. But, Jeremy, I will say this. Now, this is a compliment, so you don't take this wrong, what I'm fixing to tell you. You are one of the most noticeable Florida State Seminole fans that you will ever find. I spotted you sitting across from us over there. I said, look, there's Jeremy. You didn't even have to tell us where you was, and I spotted you. I said, look at him. He's about five rows up and number 27 right over there. Hunter looked and said, good God, I see him with that big old Florida State symbol. That big he is. Yeah. I said, look at that, man. But the thing about that, that's what, you know, that's what I love about Florida State. You know, the fans are fans. And Jeremy's one of the biggest ones, you know, I've ever met. And I appreciate everything he does for this group. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's something on the on the page, he's liking it, he's sharing it, he's you know commenting, and that's what we need in the group is more interaction like that, which we got quite a bit. But you know, that's what's one thing I want to tell you today when I was at Go the ahead. hospital. I'm sorry, I, I, I'm sorry. I got to get. I got to tell you, this is going to make it make us all three of us and everybody in the group feel good about this. Today, when I was at, I had to go to the hospital to get get checked out and everything. I'm good though, everybody. I don't need no GoFundMe or nothing, so I'm good. So I was like sitting there and a guy came in and he said, he kept staring at me and I didn't say nothing. So I walked back outside to make sure my truck was locked. And I looked over there and there was a blue Toyota sitting there with Florida State stickers all over it, magnets. So I walked back in and I said, is that your truck? He was like, yeah, true knows talk. I said, (laughs) say that again now. He said, I watch y'all, man. I watch y'all. He you said, do. he said, I watch y'all. And I said, well, hang on a minute. And they said, Owens. And I said, hang on a minute. I, I, I got to go get this man a keychain and a car. Just wait a dang minute. So I went out there and got him <laughs> one. And I gave it to him. And he said, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to tell you I'm going to be able to watch you tonight because my something's happening with my dad. But I am a follower and I love y'all's show. And so I thought that was pretty cool. You know, that's way up here. It was in Macon. Yeah. Well, you know, sending thoughts and prayers to his dad. Well, guys, you know, I hope everything's going well with that. Yep. So oh, yeah. we'll keep him in our thoughts. Yeah. Yep. Well, guys, I mean, it's that time. We're going to wrap this one up. I mean, anything else any one of y'all want to say before I hit the end button and call it a night? Yeah, I'll say one thing. Um, you know, baseball or softball, neither one had a great weekend. Uh, they both lost the series. But, you know, props to the softball team, especially for never giving up. You know, they got six inches away from clinching the series with the first game. I mean, six inches away from that ball going over the fence. Lost a close one there. And then, I mean, there, there, there's no beating around the bush. We just got our asses kicked the second game. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's a fact of life. 23 yeah. to 9, Virginia Tech did that. Hats off to them. I don't know how they're holding on those bats. They were so hot. Game three, hit the reset button. They come out. They played Florida State softball and got the win. Go Knowles. Yeah, that that's what I was going to say. Um you know, our our uh, softball and baseball team had a rough had a rough night. You know, rough weekend. But again, Hunter, you know, we, we were there. We saw it. You know, Friday night and Saturday. You know, our girls didn't they didn't quit. But that thing number sixteen for Virginia Tech. All she had to do it looked like she was just dang near bunting the dang ball, just getting it up in the air, and there it went. Because uh, one of them I got, and I gave yeah, him one. Yeah, actually caught a fly ball that she hit. He said, yeah. look over here, he's holding up. He said, you want it? I said, no. No. Give it away. <laughs> it's not a state ball. Give it away. 
So, All right, you know, guys. What? go Knowles. Well, I mean, go Knowles. I mean, well, that guy, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, the next show, we're going to really look at the defensive side, which is really where there was quite a bit to be be kind of uh, happy about and, look, you know, optimistic yeah. about. Um, and we were out some starters on that, too. We'll discuss in the next show. But, guys, go to YouTube, you know, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, you know, go on the group, invite as many got true Knowles fans that you know, help it grow. And, like, guys, I mean, join the climb, become unconquered with us. And y'all have a great night. Go Knowles. Go Knowles. Go Knowles, baby.